Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting you closer to the TV shows you love. I'm Ashley Ray, a comedian, writer, and former TV critic, and each week my friends, fellow comedians, actors, writers, will drop by to dive into the best TV shows we're all talking about right now. All right, let's get into it. Andy Richter, welcome to TV Club. Hi there. How are you, Ashley? I am so excited to have you here. I have been such a fan of you for so long. I am so, so excited we get to do this. Thank listener, you. Listener, I, I mean, listeners, do I even need to introduce Andy Richter? I, I it, You're Andy Richter. I was obsessed oh, with nice. Andy Richter Controls the Universe. We all know you Arrested Development, Conan, and your own podcast, The Three Questions, which I love. Uh, did I think maybe we could do a playoff of that today? I'll just ask you three TV questions. Oh, that's okay. It doesn't really work. It's... it's <laughs> It's not, it's not no, when you when you have a podcast like name like the name like something is a you know a sort of like I don't know uh, just chunky as the three questions you're gonna be asked that's gonna be involved people are yeah. gonna throw that back at they're you. they're gonna p- rub it in your yeah. face but no, you don't have to worry about that today we're taking it easy it's All the right. holidays we're just gonna enjoy some television so much TV has come out this year. And, you know, most of the places, they, they're putting out their best of the year list, best shows this year. Well, Variety decided to do something different. Variety put out their 100 best TV shows of all time list. And everyone is angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, did you get a chance to see this this morning? It is fresh off the press. I didn't. I didn't. And I usually, um, like, it's not like I'll... Uh, I'll you know, if it if it crosses my line of vision, I'll turn away. But it is certainly <laughs> never the kind of thing that I really seek out much. Same. same. I simply don't care about lists like this. Yeah. I just there's so because three TV. years ago there was one that people were pissed off about, and so and, it's and like, yeah. you know, has there been that much of a change in the last three years no. in the history of television? I don't think so. Not really. And that's the thing is that they do this like every few years and it's the same list. I think yeah. for me, that's the most irritating part. There's never any like underdog where people are like, oh, my gosh, actually, we're going to say Cougar Town was the number one show. That's not <laughs> happening. It's always just the same. The fans like, have spoken. Yeah, the same boring critics. Yeah. So, number one on the list, I Love Lucy. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. What does that mean to me? Yeah, what is yeah. That? Okay. And number two. And it's, and it's also like, who's going to be like, no, fuck that and fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? right. No, I Love Lucy is so, stupid. Oh, yeah, so that's what a piece it- of shit. It changed the sitcom forever. I don't care. It was boring yeah. when it came on at yeah, night, yeah. and it it was kind of boring. I mean, I've that's never kind of, watched it. That's the kind of thing. Like those are. I always in my mind, those are sort of like Beach Boys choices. Which, like you know, like yeah. it's like the like I just the Beach Boys have just sailed all these years because when they and because they, they still play, it always seems like, well, we're having like a political thing or a government thing. Let's have the Beach Boys. Yeah. Who could say no to the, Beach, <laughs> to the Boys? Beach Boys? Like whether, you know, whether you're gay, straight, black, white, just it's the Beach Boys. What are you going to pick on the Beach Boys for? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's the, that's uh, making I Love Lucy your number one. You're not yeah. going for controversy. No. You're just you're making the people happy. Right. Uh, number two was Mad Men. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good show. Great. Everyone's See, this been is... saying it for a decade. We're we're on number two, and it's already like this is just this is anti-Sopranos clickbait. Like that the whole fucking list is just Number you know. three on the list is The Sopranos. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But I mean, but just to put Mad Men above The Sopranos, Ooh. I so just you, think okay. is, you know, you I don't think, think they should go the other way. I don't think it's warranted. I like I Mad Men is is a. Is a brilliant, complex show about. You know, the intricacies of humans and their reaction to trauma in a very interesting setting yeah. but it's not the fucking sopranos okay i this is a running thing on the show but people know i have never finished the sopranos oh really i yeah i've only watched like the first 3 episodes of the first season it just feels like one of those things i need to sit down for a weekend and do all of it mm-hmm. uh while mad men obsessed with it watched it in real time uh, when I was in college, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. I'm on Vicodin and oh, like two seasons of Mad Men were out. And I was like, you know what? Now's the time. Let me just get into this show. Yeah. By yeah. the end of it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into advertising. This is so easy. <laughs> I could do this and make so much money. Yeah. And I did. Like I applied to internships that same week, got into advertising out of college. And when people would be like, is this your passion? Is this what you want? I just be like, no, it just seemed easy on Mad Men. So I did it. <laughs> You know, seemed like an easy way to make money. I mean, that guy's drunk all right. the time and he right. can do it. So it didn't seem hard. Yeah. And that that, that industry still, uh, there's a lot of power drinkers in that industry still oh, to this day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, 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 I worked in production in Chicago on commercials and I direct commercials now and uh, and have been for a number of years. And, uh, yeah, you go out to eat with advertising people, you better be ready to strap on the drink bag. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they love to drink. They do. And yeah. I eventually worked at Ogilvy, the agency that Mad Men is based off of. And every, like, mid-level manager had a full bar in their office. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not the 60s anymore. You don't look cool, Greg. This is just a problem. Like, why Why do you have a <laughs> bottle of Fireball in the corner? That's not what Don Draper was drinking. I, you know, I think it just, advertising gets to be the, you know, the 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 space of license within the business world. Because yeah. people are coming to spend money on magical nonsense yeah. and it's like you want to drink sure you know sure, i mean it used to be numbers from from what i uh from what i was told by people in the production industry in chicago in the early 90s it was like just cocaine had just happened and cocaine like when the, you know like they would do a, a you know say like a, a walgreens ad and if you did not have a substantial amount of cocaine when the clients and the ad people showed up, you would be in trouble. Like you, it would, it would affect your, your livelihood if you did not have a healthy amount of cocaine for these yeah. upstanding business types you gotta to get them in the right all day. Mood. Yeah. Uh, if Mad Men showed Don Draper doing cocaine, do you think it would be worthy of number two? <laughs> it would be a much different show i just think i don't think i don't think people i don't i i think cocaine is still seen as like trashy 
You know, it was kind of classy yeah. in the 80s, but now enough people know people in their own life who are doing cocaine and they're not glamour pusses. Yeah. Uh, the coke, the cokeheads in my life are not glamorous people. So I think it might have had a little, it wouldn't <laughs> seem as sophisticated and cool. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the, you know, I, the rest of the list, you got The Simpsons at four, Breaking Bad at five. Sex in the City at six. Let's be serious with no, ourselves. No, no, Sex in the City is is a an enjoyable cartoon, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not, not quality no. television. It is certainly is not. And then you have Succession at thirteen, which just feels like some recency bias. Yeah, I, that's true. You're right about that. Yeah, although that well. I'm, that show is hard to watch be, for me because it is so, re, and I understand it's the point of it. It's so relentlessly pessimistic and there's nowhere for your little tender heart to alight on a character. You yeah. know, they're all fucking awful people. <laughs> uh, and yes. even like the, the best people who are like ancillary character, ancillary characters are still kind of shitty, you know. Yeah. And that was it took me it took me a long time. I actually haven't even seen the last season. Like I kind of I, I just haven't I, like I, the, I heard all the watch this, event of the year. Yeah. I know. I know. I, and my my I have a uh, 18 year old daughter who's pissed at me still, you know, because <laughs> I haven't. Well, she was pissed that I hadn't watched it already. And I had tried it. And like I just was like, oh, my God, this is like. This is like sitting in a room with the worst people I know, like for an hour <laughs> at home. And I mean, and I kind of, yeah. I mean, I know baby versions of those people, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know anyone that evil. No, but there's there, some there, characteristics there, where you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I know this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I know selfish, callow uh, careerists, you know. <laughs> um, and I, so I'm just like, eh. And then my daughter really insisted and we watched it together and we enjoyed it. But uh, I, I just haven't seen her. Uh, she's, she's 18. She's doing whatever she wants. So it's not like we sit around watching hours of TV anymore yeah. and she's still kind of pissed, but I, I love that. I really enjoyed that show, but I, at the end of, I'd be like, yeah, that was a particularly good episode. And I, uh, I am wrung out. Like I yeah. am not, I am not refreshed and entertained i am wrung out i'm tired and yeah. afraid of the state of the world yeah yeah I, I think people are like this is how you gotta be to survive yeah. now and it's and i and like i say i it is an amazingly well done show from top to bottom oh, and absolutely. it's just a rough i had you know like <laughs> it's a couple of years ago uh before she got gigantic phoebe bridgers was on my podcast and i told and i had to tell her at the end like yeah i can't listen to your music too much because <laughs> i got the sads already i don't need yeah i don't need and she's like and she was totally like i get it no i get yeah. it i get it you know like i can't listen to boy genius and have a good time like yeah. my friends would, like it's not I, then my friends would be like put on some boy genius and let's get ready to go out and i'm like what you want to go sob? Yeah. Are you going yeah, to yeah. like a funeral? Is that what you're pre-gaming for? Like it's it's just not, you know, that's not the yeah. thing I want from Some people TV. just yeah, and some people just, you know, they're they're built, they're a little stronger against, you know, sadness or just I don't to me it's all sadness. Yeah. Like just the succession is just so sad. Just it's, you know. Yeah. And you the know. ending is sad. And then people yeah. are like, but Will Ferrell produces. It's a, it's funny. And I'm like, no, Will Ferrell just produces a lot of things. He's just like, yeah. will that make money? Put my name on it. 
Well, I mean, you know, Will also has really good taste and not everything has to be Will Ferrell. Has to be, yeah, Will Ferrell tone comedy. He can just like something else and want to give people money to make it. That's what so. that's what big shots do. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd just be like, yeah, sounds great. You go make that. Here's $2 million, whatever. Yeah. Yep. You know, Andy, I got to say, I'm really uh, respecting the fact that you did not ask, where am I on this list? Uh, wh- where is any show I've been in on this list? Where are we ranking? Uh, I got to say, Arrested Development is on here at 51. Okay. And this is what made me angry. This is what made me angry. You're putting Arrested Development at 51 and yeah. Sex in the City at six? Yeah. What are, we well, doing what are you going to do? What well, are you yeah. going to do? It's what a stupid we, business. It's really, <laughs> it's ultimately stupid and silly. Yeah. You know, you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire off some angry tweets. I'm going to just, <laughs> in those quotes, you just, how dare you? How, come yeah, on. Yeah. It's Arrested Development. I, yeah. I, they have community at like 100, and it's like, you wouldn't have community without Arrested Development. You wouldn't have half the comedies on this list without Arrested Development. Yeah, but that's 51. very true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I don't, you know, I just don't, I don't get worked up about it anymore because, A, because I make comedy for television. And if you start, like, looking for justice <laughs> in in terms of, like, what flies on TV and what doesn't, you're going to be very disappointed very oh, quickly. Yeah. So there's just, I spend a lot of like, hey, you know, a lot of people like stuff that I don't like, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah what are you going to do? I guess a lot more people watch Sex in the City than Arrested Development. It's true. So what, what are you going to do? Yeah. It, you know, and I do want to ask you about Andy Richter Controls the Universe, a show that mm-hmm. I would put on a top 100 shows of all time list. See, you know what? I, it was on, it was on one of these lists. It might have been 10 years ago, but I do remember it be there that show being on there. Uh, yeah. one of these lists and it feeling quite nice, you know. It is yeah. nice when people say nice things about stuff you've done, you know. And I, yeah, that's when I think people put on a lot of lists of like cult hits, should have been bigger. Like, it was such a good show. And Thank you. There's literally a joke from that show I think about every single day of my life. And <laughs> <laughs> it's the scene where you and Paget are like sitting on a couch together and you're breathing and one of you has like a booger in your nose. and A you whistling hear, booger. Like, yeah. yeah, whistling booger. And you're both just like, it's not me. It wasn't me. It's, not, it's you. It's you. It's <laughs> and yeah, then you yeah. just like say like, you know, what? it's me to like make oh, yeah. her feel it better. Me. Yeah, yeah. And I think about that every single day because I'm just like, who was it? <laughs> every time that happens. <laughs> oh, it was me. I was playing that as if it was, in fact, me. That at the end, I would, I'd been, I was like, oh, no, wait. Yeah, yeah, that is me. You know, that's the way I was playing. <sighs> okay. And I'm, I'm gonna... not even I'm not even sure that where that came from. But like, but that's a beautiful example of a really funny, good bit and joke that it just it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like yeah. if you ex- describe to somebody, oh, I saw this show and they did this funny bit where one person had a whistling booger and they accused each other of. And then finally the guy was like, oh, yeah, it is me. People yeah. would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That sounds right. like the like, dumbest okay. piece of shit I've oh, ever I, seen. I know because I've tried to explain this probably at least to one person every single week of my life since seeing it. I'm just like, so, so the joke is, so, or like anytime yeah, I hear yeah. a whistling booger, I'm like, is, is it me? Is it something? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. don't, this is, don't bring it. You're not supposed to acknowledge it. And I'm just like, 
well, the see the, if you watch this show um, from from a while ago, <laughs> see there's a thing. Uh, but I have always imagined that your character was just being nice about it. So we're going to consider this canon. I mean, you, it it really it, it you know it's a whole world into your in your mind now. So uh, there's no <laughs> I'm not telling you whether you're right or wrong. No, but you I'm are. just telling and you how I correct how I played it, how I played it, and I do. And you could have likely you know, just because my. My memory is so capricious that, like, I, I'm glad you said something that I remember because you might have said this bit about the pumpkin pie, and I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because that yeah. definitely can happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that one was, and that just Paget Brewster, who I think is so like amazing, and she does these comedies where she brings such like elevation to them that makes them even sillier. Like, it's yeah. like she's treating it like the grand theater, and it, I love it every single time. So that that stuck with me for years. She's she's an amazing person and an amazingly talented actress. And, you know, she she's you know, she's often criminal minds world, which she has fun and she enjoys. And it's been, you know, but it's like it's been a rocky road, you know, like where she was sort of, you know, they kind of it almost I mean, I don't know exactly, but it. I mean, for a while, the people on that show kind of kicked her to the curb and then begged her to come back. Yeah. And, you know, so and 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 every show is lucky to have her. She actually. Uh, people Victor love Fresco, her. Victor Fresco, the guy that created uh, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, um, had written he had the show he did pre just previous to that was called like. I can't remember that, but it was about a a group therapy and Paget was the therapist for a bunch of weird loser guys. Um, it was oh. called like better off, just off normal or something normal or okay. um, Matt, maybe you can look it up. Um, but he had this show and Paget was the star of that show. And I think he might have had her in some other pilot that he did. And for a while, Paget was the queen of fa- failed pilots. I think and in the show was The Trouble with Normal. The Trouble with Normal. That's what it was called. And it was a very funny show. Um, oh, you and got Padgett, John Cryer in it? Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was a, it was a good show full of good jokes. But I, I mean, who knows why? I, I can't say it didn't work because this it was like, oh, it was a funny show. Um but it, it just, it didn't go. And uh, so he wrote Andy Richter Controls the Universe with Paget in mind for that part, Jessica. And uh, the network was like, nah, we've seen her in too many pilots. As <sighs> if, yeah, but the world hasn't seen her, you fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so we shot the pilot of that show with a different actress Whoa. who was lovely, wonderful, talented, but wasn't Paget. It wasn't Paget. Yeah. And we they looked at the pilot and they're like, hmm. And Victor said, let me just shoot scenes scenes with Paget. So they shot Paget, uh, like our last day of production, right? We might even had to come back. Wow. And the editor back they edited her into the pilot and they went, Okay, yeah, you can have her. You know, it's like, okay, you can have <sighs> Otani. Yeah. On your baseball team <laughs> yeah. if you want him. Yeah. But it's just like that. And that's why I say, like, I can't get upset about the stupidity of it because that's a perfect example of people who truly create nothing saying, you know what? I'm bored with seeing her because I've seen her on 
on DVDs in my office. Yeah. And I've, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I always thought she was talented and good, but mm, I'm a baby and I need constant <laughs> fresh goo for me fresh to chew goo. on. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so it ugh. just, it, it's, it's maddening and it continues to be maddening. And then, you know, and then you're also, you're talking about a show that, got dicked around for a yeah. bunch of dumb reasons. And so, okay, it's all stupid. Yep. You just got to, you know, shrug and go, okay, it's all stupid. And occasionally, you know, you can sort of like sneak through and like thread the needle and get something good on. And and it's supported by people that have a good amount of sense. But that's really, really rare. Yeah. And that's, you know, you know variety, just stop. Stop making these lists. Okay? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. That's who it was, Variety? <laughs> yeah, Variety. Yeah, see, and also there's like the source of it. And it's like what, <sighs> you know, Variety is, that, that 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 list is not without its political implications within right. the industry. Yeah. Variety, it, it's, there are you know human beings. their bread. Yeah, there are yeah. human beings coming up with that list who have contacts with other human beings who will be made happy or sad by that list and that will benefit the people that made the list yeah you so. know what? i'm gonna make my own list it's it's gonna be great the number one show is probably gonna be like happy ending something people barely watched and it's gonna be <laughs> wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah One of my favorite shows ever, and I mean, Sopranos level is The Bureau. Did you ever see that French spy show, The Bureau? Yes. Uh, <laughs> my mom that, and I got really into it. That would it, be, that to me, that's like top three. That show, I tell people about that show and I feel like I'm tired of telling people about, like, yeah. like just go fucking watch The Bureau. You it don't like so subtitles? Boo-hoo. Yeah. Read for a while. <laughs> yeah, Go like, watch The Bureau. My mom hates subtitles. She was able to watch this show and is obsessed with it. It's, That's how good it is. Like, you don't is even care about the French eventually. As compelling a show as there is. And it's like, and it's also, like, there's so much high-stakes banality. <laughs> like, it's it's about spies, and it's you also get, like, the tedium yeah. Of what it's like to be of a spy, like, which yeah. is so fucking good, you know? Yeah. Like, it just, it makes every, if you can make people accept a situation as a real place, then when it's exciting, the excitement is that much more exciting. Like, if you show me the, if you in, introduce me to a world and you show me the boring parts, when it's exciting, it's going to be fucking exciting, you know? Yeah. Like, and even the boring parts can be compelling can be if you're good. They're really compelling, I think. good at and making TV. People have asked me, like, oh, is it kind of like The Americans? Is it like these other spy shows? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, those are constant I mean, anxiety. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's like, kind of. Less like, wigs. Yeah, you know, less Americans, wigs and a little I love slower. the Americans, but the fucking wig and stuff, like, that was, that just was like, that yeah. always... There was a cartoonish I, aspect of that. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, they're not, their spies are not get like attaching a lace wig yeah. <laughs> in a car, you know, using yeah. spirit gum and sponges <laughs> to, you know, to feather the makeup into this intricate fucking human hair wig. I don't think, uh, I don't believe it. No, no. It, that, so. it was a good show though. But yeah. Oh, it was, uh, oh I love that show. Uh, I lo and I, and that was one too that I got to be like a total. Just like who gives a shit baby about it. I was like, I watched it from day one. You know, yeah. how some people are like that. Because there's a yeah. lot of shows. Like I didn't watch The Sopranos until probably episode six. 
And I was like, well, I mean, you still are... got in early. Yeah. I was like, people are talking about this so much. I guess I should watch it. You know, you know what? Maybe I, I get a whole week off for Christmas. Yeah. Maybe it's time. Maybe I'm sitting down and I'm finally. You know, you can't force these things. It took me yeah. forever. To... I, I missed the wire. And I only watched The Wire like a year ago. My my wife and I watched it and she'd already seen it, but hadn't seen it, you know, saw it when it first came out on a weekly basis. Yeah. So we powered through it and it's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. I, you know, I, I've yeah, seen it. I had a hangover. Like I was living in Baltimore. Yeah. Like, like you start watching to, it. I was dreaming in it because I watched yeah. so much of it. Uh, I watched the whole thing five times because uh, I took a class in college my senior year on the wow. wire. <laughs> they offered an five entire times. class. Wow. Uh, and I just loved it so much. I like anytime a friend would be like, I think I'm going to start watching. I'd be like, I'll sit down and watch it with you too. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's the wire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think the time has come for me in The Sopranos. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but now now it's time for the watch list. What are you watching right now? What, what's what been in, going on in the house? What, what do you got on the TV? Well, we're in a unique situation um, because uh, we're, we've moved. We're renovating a house. So our life is in complete uh, upheaval. We moved into the house. It's a very old house. Um, we're living with a lot of boxes. Uh, and we have a three and a half year old. Like I, I'm, I'm recently married again and, and I married a woman, a single mom. So now we have, and I've adopted her. So she's Aww. mine too. So, uh, we have a three and a half year old, uh, you know, going on to four year old. So TV is a lot of kid shit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, that's, that's really the age for kids and TV. Yeah. That's when they really start to be like, oh, these moving things, this is a thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. And they, you know, and it is. They do, um, you know, they consume your life and, and you kind of just got to, you got to deal with it. You know, you can't like, like, it's like, honey, you're, you're going to sit down here and, you know, watch Nip Tuck with me. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you got, I don't you know gotta... to start with Nip Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, then we give her the iPad. She's she'll, you know, it's like, hey, why don't you watch watch the Grinch for the 8,000th time on oh, the iPad gosh, yeah. while we watch. And I mean, it'll be our go to's. My wife and I, uh, they're not we're not proud of them, but uh, Celebrity Family Feud is Ooh, always fun and regular good. family feud, too. Yeah. Um, Shark Tank. We started Shark Tank a couple like, you know, like in, I never saw Shark Tank for a minute. Until we got together and uh, and it is really a fantastic TV show just in terms of you get a hundred little interesting packages that are that have a beginning, a middle and an end. You know, like it's like there's like these little pitches and you don't even you know, you can walk in and out of episodes, you know, while it's on. Yeah. People know how it goes. Yeah. The sharks all understand the task. And they do it well in their own particular ways. I, it's just, it's a really, I enjoy it just unlike, you know, you, and I'm still, uh, I'm still look old. up the products after? Cause I, one oh, of my absolutely. favorite, oh yeah, I love We sit there over. with a the phone immediately yeah. afterwards. Let's see, you know, like diaper tumbler. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> Did it oh no, go? they went out of business. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> they sold $12 million worth of diaper tumbler, you know? Yeah. So we do that. Um, British Bake Off, we've been watching that. Good um, one. But then after everybody goes to bed, and then I watch something, 
which happens uh, again, like this is twice a week we're talking about. So I don't have like a ton of things that I've been watching, um, but I have been really enjoying this season of Fargo uh, oh. very much. Um, and I did not enjoy the last season very much. And I have Neither always I. had, I've always had kind of a complicated relationship with the show because it will do such amazing things. And then such things that are like, Oh honey, stop. Like it's so corny or just like weird for weird sake, seemingly sometimes. And I, and I, and there are times when that show does stuff that doesn't make sense aggressively doesn't make sense like yeah. introduces like moment like aspects of the supernatural or the extraterrestrial or whatever and i do not mind that yeah. like i do not like there's all kinds of flights of fancy that i really have been like okay you know i'm with you on this um but i you know then there's some others that i'm like oh really are we doing this again yeah um and, uh, and I, and I also, and you're from Rockford, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm from Rockford. Why do you know that? Because I, I talk you about talked it about time. it on Twitter. Yeah. You I talked tweet, about I it on Twitter lit, ages ago. Pretty much ago. every yeah. single day I'm like in <laughs> yeah, Rockford, yeah. Illinois. Rockford, right, Illinois right. golden girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you can relate to like the cartoonish cliched Midwesterners that he, they present in that show yeah. where they're just like. Like there was a couple seasons ago, somebody was at a big fancy bank to, for a big loan meeting and the bank president goes, you want a cream soda? Yeah. <laughs> like nobody's offering anybody any fucking cream, cream sodas. sodas. That is somebody, yeah. that is a like a East West coaster, like going like, I bet those fuckers ask for cream soda. You know, I don't, I've never looked up Noah Hawley, but he might be from Minnesota. He might be from North Dakota. I don't know. He's but, from New York, New York. He went to Sarah uh, Lawrence. Okay, there uh, we go. Come on. See, Grew up in San Francisco. Yeah. Don't, get out of my face. Yeah. We we're not all going don't you know yeah. all the time. Like don't you, you know, yeah. and I do and I do feel Illinois is close enough that I feel Oh yeah. It's yeah, I feel definitely like Midwest. you're talking about me a me, little bit. Yeah, and I'm northern yeah. Illinois. So it's really yeah. like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northern Illinois. Right, we are right. a family. But if uh, you're making yeah, if you're making fun of them, you're kind of making fun, fun of, of me. me. Yeah. And take it easy, you know. There was, I think, in the first season a moment where a character said uh soda instead of pop, and that did make me mad. <laughs> I was like, How have you not done your research enough to know we're not so exactly you know, it's pop. exactly like, like if you're going to play on, you know, cl on, on ethnic stereotypes, <laughs> then at least get them right. Get it right, okay? Yeah. In Wisconsin, they call a fountain, a water fountain, a bubbler, okay? We care about these things. <laughs> they matter to our culture. Yeah, it's always pop. Yeah. Get pop. yourself a pop. Yeah. Yeah. And we love it. And I love it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> never let it go. <laughs> so uh, that's, I've been enjoying that. And I also have been enjoying... Um, because I, I recently, uh, I, I was out of town for 10 days in a hotel room working in Atlanta and I watched, uh, Haunting of Hill House, Ooh. the, the cable, you know, series version of it. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess that, that same director has kind of like, he's created an ensemble yes. and then he's done simp, you know, Blythe Manor or something. Yeah. Uh... But I have been watching and enjoying 
The Fall of the House of Usher. Okay, that's what I was going to bring up. I watched The Fall of the House of Usher and loved it this year. It was really fun. And I mean, and it was, it was surprising to me too, because having watched The Hill House, like that was really fascinating to me. And like very, and I like, I had to get back to the hotel room to, like I couldn't, (laughs) you know, like I'd be like, I want to continue watching it. But it was like basically like a ghost story about generational trauma. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, that's not, doesn't sound fun, but yeah. it was really, really great and kind of serious. You know, wasn't just, it wasn't just the conjuring. It wasn't just, yeah. you know, a roller coaster. I was kind of shocked. Even Follow the House of Usher, which is also about family trauma and so many deaths. But it's more fun. It's so fun. That's it made what me I'm laugh. saying. Like some it's of the like, deaths, I was laughing. It's so, and then you're supposed to. Yeah. And it was just, it was just interesting to me because I started to watch a little bit of, I think it's called The Haunting of Blythe Manor, something like that, or Bly uh, Manor. And I started watching it, and I don't know, I just kind of, I because it's a lot of the same people, you know? Yeah, The Haunting just, of Bly Manor. Yeah, he, yeah Bly he Manor. uses, like, the same actors and stuff. And I think I watched the first one of that, and I'm like, nah, you know? And then somebody, actually somebody that I was working with at the time who knows people involved was like, no, no, watch The Fall. Skip the Bly thing. Just go to Fall of House of Usher. Yeah. And I have, and I have really... Uh, been enjoying it and really feel like it's like if Ryan Murphy had restraint, you know, it's like Ryan Murphy with a little better taste and a little stronger editing. Yes. It is like if someone just came to the American Horror Story set and was like, let me make sense of this. Right, right. Just stop. No, don't do that. No, No. let me fix this all up. Yeah, yeah. This this character should just leave. Get out. Which you, I, did go. you watch the last season of American Horror Story? Or I I gave up on it. Yeah. I was so excited when it first came out. Yeah, I loved it. And it was it. just such I like I have strict rules with certain genres. And one of them is if you can't kill the ghosts and the ghosts can kill you, I'm out. <laughs> There's no you cuz you're the, you're That's dead. A good rule. The yeah. human the humans are dead. So yeah. fuck it, I'm out. If yeah. you're not going to build any stakes in here, then the then point? fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Wait, the ghosts can kill can you? Can kill you. Fuck that. Yeah. No, that was, bye. That was, I think, you the know. hotel season. I yeah. No, it was the it was this it was oh, the house. Oh, the house. Yeah. 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 With the they can also with the do woman that. from Nash uh, the Nashville uh, show. Oh, oh, I love her. I love yeah. and I oh, how can I from this, Friday I'm, Night Lights, my Connie so, Breton. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, Connie Breton. See, I'm I love that that you're not remembering these names either. It's not just me and no, my fucking no, no. old brain. No, it's 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 just probably just COVID brain fog. I've had it yeah. like three times at this point. So No, it's why it's I'm such a bad showbiz professional because there's so many things I'm like, you know, that kid with the glasses, you know, from you know, the, the other thing. The thing yeah. everybody likes that they're talking right, about. Right. And my friends are right. like, yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out. <laughs> and I've probably met him four times too. And I still am like, whoa, that guy. Um, so yeah, so those are kind of my my and then the, you know, and like I say, lots of Grinch. My yeah. daughter, I took her to Home Depot to pick up uh some electrical stuff for the house, and they had the Christmas stuff out, and there was a Grinch that you, you know, you step on it and then it would, and then it was your, you know, the original Thurl Ravenscroft, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) And it would, he would dance and play that. And she, we had to do it like 10 fucking times. And then when we got home, I was like, Hey, you know, that Grinch thing that we saw at the store. And I showed her the original one and 
it has been Grinch, 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 oh. Grinch. And that was like the end of like third week in November. <laughs> so I've seen every, and I, you know, is she, and are you like showing even, her all the movies like the Jim Carrey version? Oh yeah. Cartoon, she, it's in a rotation. It's in a rotation. <laughs> and, and honestly, and, and like, and she'll, but the one she, she definitely will say, cause now she calls the, in her, like the Jim Carrey one is the real Grinch. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, illumination one with that Benedict Cumberbatch doing that uh, Ed Helms impersonation. Oh, right. Um, that one she calls just the Grinch, <laughs> and then and then the TV special is the old Grinch. Oh, of course. That's so you have Grinch. to know the lingo. And then she even like there's a a Tyler the Creator Grinch song from the animated movie that she huh. insists on in the car. She wants to listen to the Jim Carrey I don't version know that I knew Tyler the Creator made a child a, a children's song. <laughs> it's a it's a it's for the movie and it's just kind of like a it's a it's a it's a good you know kind of like you know remix of the song and it's interesting but it's you know but it's also kind of like I don't know I wouldn't I would not envy having to remake the Grinch song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, it's pretty good. It's, you know? it's already pretty good. Yeah, it's what pretty are you doing good. Here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I she even watched the NBC uh, musical. Oh, the, right. You know, the live musical. Yeah, the, the live of the musical Grinch, they did, which was uh, that was upsetting. That was just like, yeah, I, I don't really I, like those live shows. They do. I even posted online that it made me, and I, and I mean, there's tons of talented people in that thing, and obviously, like, amazing stagecraft and camera work and stuff. And it still just made me feel embarrassed just because it's like, oh, just the, yeah. all the, all the acting, all the like capital A, capital acting. C, yeah. capital it, T acting. It just feels so like 1960s. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And big faces and everything. And I'm just like, oh my God, this, what I do for a living is the most embarrassing <laughs> thing on earth. <laughs> Just yes. like, yeah, go out there and look like an asshole. And just okay. Make believe for the children. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, and you know, and she enjoyed it. And I'm sure people that like, you know, musical stuff. And I like musical stuff. I like stuff, musicals, okay. but for some okay, way, it translates be good, to TV. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work for me. But I can't just, and I can't just go like, oh, it's a musical. I'm 80% there. It's like, okay, I'm. A, it's a musical. I'm actually at a negative five. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to. Dig me out of a hole, musical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this recent trend where there are so many musicals coming out in theater and they realize that consumers hate musicals. So they put, <laughs> they don't put the music in the trailer. They try to trick you. Uh, so like the Mean like Girls what? musical, what uh, oh, the Mean wow. Girls musical, uh, the Wonka one, uh, the Color Purple musical. They put out all the trailers and people were like, why are you remaking Mean Girls and the Color Purple and Wonka? Why are we doing this? And people were yeah. like, because it's a musical version. But we can't advertise. But we don't it as tell. Such. Yeah, we can't show you that because then you won't yeah, go. Yeah. So we're gonna trick you yeah. into going to the theater and then pull the rug out from under you. Hello, there's a musical here. Yeah, yeah. There is. It does really feel a lot like. Uh, I don't think we're out of ideas, but it just feels like there's so much like. You know, I'm, 
I got lots of irons and lots of fires. <laughs> and one of them is game shows. I've hosted game yeah. shows. I've, you know, I mean, you're like a game I, show connoisseur, I would say. I, yeah, uh, I've been on You them, were on I've Celebrity Jeopardy and you got second that's, place. That's correct. Uh, and well, I, that was the last time around. For a while, I was I was like the top winner. Oh, okay. Top winning celebrity. I was about to read the credit. Oh, all right, all right. Excuse me. Uh, You hold the record for all time highest one day score on Celebrity Jeopardy, winning sixty eight thousand dollars during a first round game. Yeah, yeah. No, I have a history there. I've been on it. I've been on it three times. Uh, The first time I, I, and I won handily and did did well. Yeah. And w- the second time I was on, it kind of got popular because Wolf Blitzer was on and Wolf Blitzer did not do well. <laughs> uh, and people delighted in that. And I always felt a little, uh, just a little sheepish about it. Um, and then the third time was just recently and they stretched it to a full hour and I ended up losing. Um, and I lose, I lost, I was well ahead, but I wasn't. 200 plus percent ahead. You know what I mean? Like where I could have, because going into the finals and, and it was, it was stiffer competition than I had had previously. Yeah. Not to be cocky, but no, but I mean, no, but I mean, but also too, a huge part of it was I am now 57 years old. I was 56 when I shot this. The people that I was with are in their that I was playing against are in their mid thirties, and it is an athletic competition is. for the thumb. Yeah, and I, the when I had been on, I don't know, twelve years ago, I was answering at will. If I knew the answer, I'd get it. Boop boop boop. This time, I'd be like, "Oh, I know this. Fuck, <laughs> Simu Liu got it. Oh. Fuck, you know. Uh, did he win? Is does he? Yeah, and he oh. he ended up winning." And it was hilarious, too, because he had it was the night before or it was like maybe Friday of or it was either Friday or Saturday of Oscars like okay. that. And he had a whole night of like Oscars or Emmys, one of the two. But I think it was Oscars but because of the rings that that, yeah. that movie, that a superhero movie, which was really good. And he had a bunch of Oscar parties. And then that episode, the second episode for the winner was later that night. And he's like, oh, fuck, I got to cancel all these things, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I respect but I was, him yeah, canceling it was, his parties for Jeopardy. I respect Yeah, that. I know. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was, I was a little annoyed at how annoyed I was that I had lost. Um, and I, and, and there was enough sort of like, like, because there was triple Jeopardy. Like it, it was the first time ever they had done triple Jeopardy because they stretched it out to an hour. And at the end of double Jeopardy, which would have been the end of a normal episode, yeah. I had over twice what either one of the other contestants had. So yeah. I could have, I would have said zero and I would have, you know, swept it. Yeah. I would have got it wrong. Yeah. And I got the, I got the last answer wrong too, which my wife is in the audience, <laughs> you know, and she, she's like, she knew it. And it, it was, uh, it was landlocked countries. And it was this landlocked country has this, uh, is the smallest, uh, smallest in area and smallest in population of all landlocked countries. And I think I said San Marco or Liechtenstein or something, but it's Vatican City. Yeah. 
And I should have fucking known it was Vatican City. And and in fact, the Vatican had been in a question earlier in the show. And my wife, who's, you know, uh, not very well practicing Catholic, when she heard it, she's like, oh, yeah, he's got this. And then (laughs) she said she saw when they announced the answer and she knew immediately from my react, like just. I didn't even feel like I let on, but she's like, oh, I knew you didn't have it. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's like, I'm not a Catholic and I just, and it is, you know, but it's like, it's one of those things. If you don't get the right, if you don't get the last answer, you can fucking lose, you know? That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I only knew that because I took Latin classes. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. Like yeah. my first thought was, oh, maybe Luxembourg or Estonia, one of those. I mean, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. It's not anything you study anyway. It's just, you know, I got a bunch of useless shit floating around <laughs> my head, you know, a bunch of facts and figures. Are there any other game shows you want to do? Oh, well, that was what I was going to, what I started to talk about was I've been pitching game shows and I, I had a game, like I have a game show idea of my own that I want to pitch. Uh, I would watch I am, any game pitching. show you hosted. Like, well, please. thank you. But um, I have been talking to people that make game shows and they say that the networks just want ip Uh, meaning yeah you have to you would have to do like a board game yeah or you would have to do like a game show based on legally blonde or you know (laughs) celebrity monopoly yeah, yeah it has to be it's like i made a joke to somebody once where i said like you couldn't make master and commander now but you could make captain crunch the movie yeah. And it was like somebody that I was kind of like saying, this is fucked up. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's probably, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they were probably like, like I would watch Captain Crunch the movie, but I don't. <laughs> you it, know? It's, yeah, but that's how that's, it is Everything now. is like that now. So it's, it's just, it's really hard to get a lot of stuff made because they just want it to be something else. You know, they want yeah. it, they want to be able to say, and that's why I say there's just like not, a, not a lot of new stuff. And I notice it too in the, in, you know, doing podcasting, there's a lot of people doing podcasts about hit shows that they were on. Yeah. Like if there was a hit show in the last 15 years, there are people who in previous times would be far too busy doing bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger person better stuff. projects going yeah, on. Yeah, bigger, better stuff. Uh, Who are happily revisiting yeah. the, their old, this, this successful old show that everyone loves because they're not, there are not similar kind of hits as The Office or Parks and Rec or, Scandal. or 30 they, Rock yeah. or Scandal. They started or, a you Scandal know. rewatch podcast with uh, two yeah. of the, uh, the actors. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it, people are just like, and the audience, there's nothing that's as strong as that right now that I can think of where people are, where people have that much of an attachment to a new thing. Yeah. I'd um, say maybe Abbott Elementary. And Frasier, I feel like. Frasier rem- yeah, that's true. Yeah. Abbott Elementary is, is, like, is, is breaking through there. And I know? think it's because Quinta is such a student of old school TV. She like mm-hmm. is really like utilizing that old school way of getting the word out, of getting people yeah. excited every week to watch this. And, you know, these other shows don't have a chance when they're put on a binge net, like a binge uh, model or, you know, they just are going through all these network changes where Paramount is like, well, yeah, maybe we originally bought the show this way. But now we're Paramount with Showtime and yes. it's we're changing direction and we're canceling. No, all this. You're, I would say Abbott Elementary. And I mean, I don't know Quinta very. I, I mean, I, I've 
been in the same room with her. I'm pretty sure, you know, but I mean, I don't, I don't know her that well. Um, I don't have much to do with that show. I don't know the history of that show, but I can guarantee you not as much. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> swaggering, but now, I would say that is a show that is someone competent with good taste and not just Quinta. There's obviously other yeah. people there too that are good at making a TV yeah, it's show. It's an amazing writer's room. They have so they, much talent in there. There, there are people, talented, competent people with excellent taste being left alone. Yeah. And that's why it's successful. And that the, 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 the paradigm of network television is just so jaw-droppingly stupid at times that they don't see, like, that they, it's, it's full of, like I said, people that don't create things, making sweeping proclamations that, you know, we just want IP. Yeah. You don't know, you say that because someone up above you said to say that, but that does not make it true. It didn't, it wasn't etched onto a fucking tablet in a mountain that you pulled, you know, that you brought down to the Israelites. You know, it's like, you just are saying this. Yeah. The same way that Matt Weiner, when he was a writer on Andy Richter Controls the Universe, gave me his pilot script called Mad Men (laughs) and said, no one will make this because it's a period piece. And they say, we can't do period pieces. There's no way a period piece would do well. No period pieces. Every fucking buddy in town told him that. Yeah. It, somebody has some take. Somebody sees. Oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. This is a complex, good project. Uh, yeah, let's do this. And then the next year, it's like the movie. You know, like there's shows like Pan Am. Yeah. And, you know, like and then they all pencil try to skirts copy and it. cigarettes. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, oh, Mad Men will work. It's like, no, do all yeah. period pieces, period pieces. And hey. and none of the people that told him no period pieces went. I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm an asshole. Yeah. They went like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now, now the like, new oh, thing that, is yeah. like, that's a you different gotta, it's gotta be period. You, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be fifties and sixties, you know? Yeah. And with hey, mostly white people. Now Mad Men, according to Variety, the number two best show of all time. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, it's an excellent show and, and somebody had the good taste to let it be made. Yeah. And, and, and it's easy for me to say, cause these people have to validate everything mm-hmm. they do. But the system is very broken. And as long as they continue to make shareholder dollars the main thing, things are going to be kind of shitty. You know, I don't and I don't know the way out. of it. I don't know. You know, there's not you're not going to convince people like to say, hey, don't worry so much about shareholder dollars. Yeah. (laughs) They'll slap your fucking face for that. Yeah. Especially when every other day it's like they're merging, conglomerating. They're just turning into, you know, and it's every other day. You're like, no, it's just this app is this now and they own this. And now I can watch 90 Day Fiance on HBO. What is happening? Yeah. 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 No, it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a very, but it's very tumultuous. And there's still, it's still, like I say, a very broken kind of system. I even, a friend of mine had a pilot. He recorded a pilot podcast for a, a, a you know, a streaming, a well-known streaming service. They, they did, made him do four cuts of like, you know, yeah. a 45-minute comedy podcast. And this guy is a fucking, just straight-on genius of comedy. Four times, four cuts of a podcast. 
yeah. and then still passed on it. Ugh. Had notes and cuts and notes and cuts yeah. and notes and cuts and then passed on it. And you think if you're podcast. going through all that, like they're going to do it. Like if it's like, oh, yeah. we're doing all this back and forth. I, I had the same thing happen with something I was developing with a streamer. And it, it just was like, well, why did we do all of that? Yeah, why no, did- it's and it's like, oh, I see. So you're bringing the system of television development into this rough and ready, light on its feet industry that can do interesting, compelling things cheaply. And you're going to bring the fucking like dinosaur factory yeah. in here and let it make the template of how you do business. You're dumb. Yeah. You're just dumb. It's dumb. If you think that like, if you think that like, just like some 27 year old, it, it should be the person like deciding like what's really, really funny. Uh, if that person is not really, really funny, you're making a bad decision. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I can't stand this in this industry. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we, we are at this has been such an amazing conversation and I could talk to you for another three hours about everything. I, I, I mean, oh, my goodness. Did we miss something? I, uh, we missed I anything mean, we were supposed I, to get you know, to? I usually share my watch list, but it's stupid. You guys know what I'm watching. I tweet about it all the time. I finished yeah. The Crown. I didn't like it. People got mad at me on Twitter and a lot of monarchy royalists really came for me for not liking the end of the crown uh it was terrible it was i just terrible. watched it with i want it's not even my show it's like one of those things that i watched along with my wife yeah. <laughs> you know and um and i haven't watched it all but this was just like it's boring I know, I, yeah i mean i i i have a little bit of sympathy for the people that make it because it's like they weren't exactly you know when you're basing it on real life they weren't given like a tremendous amount of of material post Diana, yeah, you know, like yeah. it's just like three episodes of of Will looking sullen and just you know? being like, yeah. "Do I really like Kate Middleton?" Right, right, and then and you yeah. know, like in a montage of you know Princess Margaret strokes, yeah. just being like, <laughs> "That was my favorite episode, though." I did. That was yeah. the only one that I was like, "She's great." It did make, yeah. I mean, it, she seemed like she was fun. You know, Margaret seemed like she was fun, but it was, but yeah, it was just like by the end of it, it was like, "Oh, this is, this is what this is." Yeah about and you know yeah and then weird shit like kate middleton's mom was was basically like a stage was engineering mom, yeah, engineering the her daughter to like i just yeah. feel like and i said to my wife i was like can you imagine when she started fucking will like to say to her mom like well i'm fucking the guy that you yeah that you, you know, wanted me to fuck yeah all that you basically yeah that you basically <laughs> aimed me at <laughs> Yeah, I basically tweeted about that being like, I can't believe this was what happened with Kate Middleton's mom. And all of these royalists uh, were like, that's a TV show. You can't believe that. It's just a TV show. And then all these other British people were like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I thought everybody knew this. It was actually a lot worse. (laughs) So, you know, that's what I'm watching. I'm still watching Below Deck, the 90 Day Fiancés. We have 90 Day Fiancé, the single life premiering with a two hour episode this week. Uh, you know, it's the holidays. I'm not watching anything too great. Uh, I, I do want to give the listeners some homework uh, of new oh. things that you're going to want to check out uh, that are out now uh, or will be out within a week of you listening to this. Uh, there's Dr. Death on Peacock. Uh, if you watch the first season of Dr. Death, it was about a Texas doctor 
who is a drug addict, alcoholic, and basically does not actually know how to do surgery. Uh, but he does all these back surgeries and kills like seven people. Uh, and this is a true story. And so they made the show about it. It's great. The second season focuses on a different scam doctor, uh, Paolo something. But he recently was in a Netflix documentary called Bad Surgeon. Uh, there was an episode of The Con about him, but he was this uh, transplant surgeon who created plastic tracheas uh, and swore that they worked. He put them in like 12 different patients and they all died because basically he was using a 3D printer in his bedroom to make these. Uh, and it goes into basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's funny. It's it's yeah. <laughs> like there's clips there. there the do- if you watch the documentary, there's clips of him just being like well, can't we just use like the three centimeter one? And this, there's a guy who's like, no, that would kill people, but we can't print it any thinner. And he's like, well, let's just give it a shot then. Whatever. Jesus Christ. Uh, so they're making a fictional version of it. It stars Mandy Moore, uh, Edgar Ramirez. Uh, it comes out, it came out December 21st. Uh, and I immediately will be watching that. Uh, Good Trouble. Uh, we're, we're fans of Good Trouble over here. We've had people from the show on the pod. The final season debuted January 2nd. So put that on your watch list for the new year. Uh, we also have True Detective Night Country with Jodie Foster out January 14th. I don't know what we're wow. going to get. Never I, heard about that. Yeah. Jodie Foster in the True Detective universe. I, I think it can. I think only good things will come. Yeah, but I didn't really love the last season of True Detective, so we'll see. Uh, and then, obviously, this can thing- I? Do- oh, go ahead. Can I, um, I forgot because I forgot to say, and you reminded me uh, with when you said documentary. Did you see Love Has Won? Yes, absolutely. I saw Love Has Won. Oh, the Church of Mother God. Fine, the fine, the fine wine of stupid Just, oh. people. Mm. And that's one of those Chef's docs kiss. I watched where I was like, we are going to get a follow up within a year or two because so many of the people are still yeah. indoctrinated, still in it and just kind of waking up. Yeah. But the fact that they just so clearly slowly killed her and she was just kind of like, no, I would go to a hospital. And they were like, you don't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. D- you do not mean that. Yeah. It, and just the level of access uh, we don't really see that level of access with cult docs, but they no, truly recorded no. every single thing. They, they did. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah. And they and they also like you see there's a few cult members that you see in, in the archival footage, um, but then you don't see them interviewed. Yeah. So it's like obviously there were a few people that had enough good sense to be like, no, no, yeah. I'm not fucking getting on camera. Like I did notice like there were two black people and I really wanted to know their story. Absolutely. I really wanted to be like, how did you get here? But they yeah, never yeah. like interviewed them. And I was like, I think they left and were like, I will never talk about my time with those crazy white people. No, right, thank you. right, right. <laughs> well, and it also it's like even somebody says like somebody had to put weed on the table. Like, it was so obvious, like, if you go hang out with them, they will get you high. Yeah. You know, that was so it's like, if you, just wanna, if you just want to get high, go hang out with them. You know, you got to say some mumbo jumbo and you might be have, have to be on a live stream yeah. and get complimented. <laughs> and get complimented and, you know, yeah. drink a lot and deal with but some anyway, angry so, weird dudes. But, you know, they're going to give you shrooms. <laughs> so. But I interrupted. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a, no, that is a good documentary people need to watch. Uh, it was maybe it was definitely my top three of the year, uh, which follow the newsletter. I'll be doing my my usual best documentaries list. So go find that. Uh, and, you know, that's all your homework. There's so much new stuff coming out. I'm going to tell you, watch all those things uh, and make sure you are also ready uh, for the 90 Day Fiance tell all 
uh, and, you know, the end of, of Below Deck. I hope we get a tell-all for Below Deck Mediterranean. We'll see. It's kind of been a boring cast and crew, so who knows? But that, that's your homework. That's all I got for you. Andy, thank you so, so much for joining me. This was amazing. I would love to have you back. I could talk to you for hours about the industry, TV, what we're watching. Uh, and where can the people find you? What anything you got coming up? Oh, I got the three questions, uh, which is my podcast. Um, and uh, gosh, what else? Oh, I did. I was on there. I was a celebrity helper on the uh, Lego Masters Junior oh. tournament, uh, and that's coming out sometime next year. I don't know even know exactly when. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm pitching stuff. I'm pitching stuff. I'm auditioning. You know, the strike really brought everything yeah. in my life to a grinding to a halt. Grinding and, halt. and I mean, and some of the things that were kind of moving forward are still, there's still a ton of inertia around yeah. things getting done. So it, it's like stuff that was actually actively in front of people and being considered, is now like it feels like it, I need to get a big board and pry them out of the mud that's caked around them to get them rolling again. Yeah, we're just like, okay, we're we're back, right? We're looking at things yeah. again. You love yeah, it. We're yeah. doing some development, some notes. Where's it going? And now yeah. it's like, yeah, just wait until like January and we'll we'll hit you up. Right, you, exactly. No, it's also this. nobody does the, the, the fact you know, like they act. People in this industry act like they do something between. Uh, thanksgiving and and the new year but they don't yeah they don't they do, do anything. not it's a and lot. honestly you could probably start they start tapering off after halloween yeah oh like I, mid-november yeah. they're already like by well, thanksgiving uh, it's like no one can why would i do anything yeah you know in halloween so. it's like yeah the everything shut down so yeah, to yeah. my manager who is expecting scripts you know you're not <laughs> come on <laughs> you, you, you knew you weren't getting it until january <laughs> let's be realistic yeah uh, well yeah so my my answer of what i what what people can see me in is they can see me uh, in coffee shops waiting for January to come. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, the popular answer around LA right now. Yeah. Andy, thank you so much for joining me. Listen, You're welcome, yeah. Ashley. Thank you. Listeners, you got your homework. You got so many shows we talked about. You can go check out some old shows, some new shows. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray, another TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 